Welcome to the Yoki Show Show, the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industry. I'm sitting across from three guys who are the kings of Oklahoma's locations. They're three location managers, and there's some pretty cool guys. We have Mr. Ty Dixon right here. Hi, everybody. We have Mr. S.P. Eaton right here. Hi there. And then we have uh, this guy. You forgot already? <laughs> we have Casey Crowdis here. Howdy. Who, and you don't really, you, you do a lot of different things, not I just locations. the guy behind yeah, the guy. I do a lot of different things. Such as? Uh, do a lot of locations, work in production, do coordinating, work in art. I just kind of... You're a common generic good cop. He's a yeah. very good, good cop. You were locations, but you were also like production designer on Electric Nostalgia, weren't you? Yeah. You were, yeah, was. everybody was multiple, except for me. I was the yeah. one guy who wasn't like multiple hats. <laughs> and what, you're the one guy that you, we, no one wants to wear another hat. That's one true. One hat you wear is the, the hat you need to wear. That's true. I that don't is want true. your hat. <laughs> you do not want my hat. No. I've worn it, but. <laughs> that, I guess, yeah, that's true. But tell, uh, introduce yourselves to the audience, what all you guys do, uh, what all you worked on, all that jazz. Hmm. Okay, um, Ty Dixon, as Gilly said. Uh, can I call you? Heck can yeah. I say Gilly? We call Brian Gilly on set. <laughs> That's my set um, name. My name's Ty Dixon. I started in 2002-ish. Um, I started as an extra, and I was given a job, and she said, do you want to do craft services or location managing? I didn't know which either one was, but I figured out craft services was to do with food and that I wouldn't be good at that. So I started doing locations um, because I just wanted to be in the movie business. Uh, Since then, like I did that for, well, I still do it today, but uh, up until maybe five, six years later, when SP came into the scene, I moved up to assistant director spot. SP came in as locations. And so now I jump between just to pay the bills, um, locations, I do assistant directing when I can, and everybody in this room is now starting to stick their toe into the producing pool yeah. with a capital yeah. P. Right. I think we've all done it. I think Wait, we've all done it with producer. a. That's... We've done it with a small P before, but or with an ass in front of us, like ass <laughs> yes. producer. Yes. But now we're like uh, going for the big time. It's kind of cool the progression of things that happen. Like everybody has their mm. like main job that they do to, to pay the bill. There's the pay the bills job, which is our day job, but yeah, it's still it's in production. Yeah, it's a jobby job. I mean, yeah. that's a, we don't have electricity if we're not out in the trenches on set. Yeah. No. But, but as we as we just like I said the progression as we get to grow stretch our wings, you know, and from my very first job in locations, I was told that uh, you know, this was a perfect producers training ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. You have to deal with every department, learn what every department needs, and then how to facilitate those and make sure that you're not saying yes to one department at the expense of another. Yeah. You know, because everyone, everyone's requests are the most important requests. Of course. To them. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter so, of trying to make sure that they can all happen because the ultimate goal is to make the best movie possible. Yeah. Um, so what was the progression for you, like getting, getting started in locations? And, and now, now I feel like you're starting to become known more as a producer, but you're still like, like on the bigger shows that come in, like Gosnell and that kind of thing, you were still locations, sure. right? Well, actually, I, uh, Ty did locations on Gosnell. I, that's I, right, I, that's uh, right. Well, he was originally scouting. I did some scouting uh, before yeah. it started off, but then another. Uh, SP project. ditched us to go UPM another yeah. movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, because you were on you were great you were on Great Plains. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I was UPM on Great Plains, junior yeah. production manager. Um, so my my personal progression started up as. 
went to OU, went back to school to OU in the mid-90s, uh, just before and right after my daughter was born, and was in the filmmaking program, was actually both in the filmmaking program and the film video studies program at OU. Right. Uh, and it was all black and white back then, right? Is right. That, okay. right. Yeah. Hand cranks. Uh, He's older than you are. Yeah. 16 millimeters. Yeah, but we did shoot on, we shot on 16 millimeter. It was mostly black and white. Um, we uh, did. Uh, you guys actually shot yeah. on film? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. <sighs> and then, so after that, my daughter was born, things got, you know, real world for me. And I had to, uh, uh, you know, kind of step away. And yeah. did uh, worked for the next seven or so years in. Uh, uh, well, I was in the restaurant business back then. I was to the bar waiting tables. Yeah, at lots of different places, and then got into the real world job and was a legal assistant, process server. Um, did an awful lot of that for about seven years. Worked for divorce attorneys. Right, and then in between leaving school and industry picking up steam here, uh, a lot of stuff with Graymark. Uh, which is I know where Ty got his start and where I where he he his path and my path ultimately intersected with uh, Graymark Productions owned by uh, Gray Fredrickson. Gray Fredrickson, yeah, yeah. Oscar winning Gray Fredrickson yeah. and John Simonelli. It should be that's the he, he was mm-hmm. the yeah the big um, <coughs> so yeah. So I uh, another friend of ours, uh, uh, Jeff Colbert, uh, who he and I had known each other since uh, Bricktown was just becoming Bricktown. Jeff and I did, hmm. and uh, he'd said, you know, I've been Working on some movies, uh, you know. I think I've got a chance to really get you on a on a on the crew coming up on this movie. Uh, it's called Ivory, and so oh it yeah, was a, uh, you should that mic. kind of a crapshoot in that I wasn't originally hired to be the location manager. I was happy to get any job, you know, available, and originally they were going to have me be a second second. Oh okay. And then uh, <laughs> about two and a half three weeks before Ivory was supposed to start shooting. I get a phone call from Jeff who says, well, I've got good news and bad news. And I'd already made arrangements with uh, my job to take a leave of absence to go shoot uh, Ivory. He says, well, the uh, bad news is the director is bringing a friend that he wants to be second second. And I was Mm. like, oh, man. Yeah. And that's the second assistant director to the, or it's like the second... It's this. What it's is like, it? It's the like, second assistant. It, it, it's to like, the second well, assistant. Depending on where you're from, Austin or LA or whatever. But it's it, basically the third level down. What they call the third assistant director, actually. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're they're basically responsible for their PR. You know. Right. Uh, getting talent from base camp to set. Yeah. And uh, helping to facilitate the second AD do their job. Uh, so that's what I was hired to do. And then I get this call and says, well, you know. Sorry, that job's not away. I go, oh, okay, well, you, you said something about good news. He goes, yeah, well, we, uh, uh, we, we still need a location manager. And I was like, okay, great. Well, uh, so your introduction into location managing was purely random. It was very random, and it was, it was definitely You'll, baptism by fire. Yeah. And the other part of his, his good news, bad news was, and we needed you to start two weeks ago. Oh, so, man. Which, I feel like that's the where, randomness of that's everything. That's where he dropped into my lap, because up until that point, I had been doing locations, and Ivory oh. was my first gig as assistant director. And so oh, cool. we were sitting there going, okay, who's going to, I don't have time to do this, who's going to do this? And that's how ESP and I met, basically, was. And that was our, yeah, that was our introduction, and he, as best he could, because, I mean, he was busy prepping as an AD, making sure the schedule worked out. Yeah. Then, um, they had already done quite a bit of scouting, yeah. and it was a matter of going in. And so the background working uh, in the law offices, even though we weren't a contract law, 
office. We did do an awful lot of negotiations with the other side. And so it gave me a pretty good predicate, and plus all the other stuff that I had done uh, in the restaurant business, which, you know, you never expect yeah, that's going to yeah. be a huge, you know, benefit. But you know, there's a lot of sales. There's office. It's amazing how the the original. I mean, it's kind of funny because I feel like waiting tables. That's the real entry level job for film sets. That's <laughs> that, that's the original day job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. The, like people think that's the, like a crappy thing, or it's like you know, oh, I'm just a loser working at a honest, restaurant. I that's don't, still I don't the foundation. Necessarily of trust somebody that's never waited tables in their life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, they certainly anyone who has already starts at least a half step ahead of anyone who hasn't. Yeah. Only because you know there's a shared experience. Plus, you know that that person, especially if they did it for more than six months knows how to think on their feet you know yeah. knows that, knows how to uh, multitask knows how to multitask knows that you know uh, there's the, the importance of interpersonal uh communication and being able to you know get your point across in the quickest and shortest amount of time yeah uh, and then in the clearest fashion um and so yeah so i mean those all those skills that i had no idea were going to come into play you know served me really well yeah because uh, it was a baptism by fire and it was more along the lines and i think casey had a similar experience when he first started because he was thrown in i hate in, casey's story it pisses me <laughs> off so bad what, which, which way, is was that was, you know you just i He's didn't know right, bitch. i should have been i should have been scared to death as, yeah. as it was i was so happy to have a job on a movie set right so i was just thrown in didn't know any better to be you know, freaked out Right. Um, and looking back sometimes now, the ignorance is bliss now, is kind of a good thing back now, I mean ignorance was certainly bliss because when I look back now at what went through and and I had a lot of people complimenting me and you've really done a great job this is fan I was like yeah. I just all I'm trying to do is just keep up and make sure that no one's giving me the hairy eyeball when it's time yeah. to mm-hmm. start the day and so I you know didn't know any better to not know any better I mean right. it was definitely one of those sometimes things. that's an asset sometimes it it's I mean, not it such was, a great thing but sometimes it, it can be an asset and if I had had any real idea because I've given talks to you know groups here and there and one of the first usually one of the first lines is I just ask everyone there especially if they're film students is uh, raise your hand and everyone you know that remembers that semester uh, or two that we all spent uh, going over locations in film school. Right. There's usually some nervous laughter because everyone's like, wait, did, did, wait, did I not go to the right school? I, right. Did I, I miss that? Well, before we, actually, actually before we go any further... Know, no one ever gets that part of the education. Right, yeah. Well, that's why we have podcasts like this so right. we can talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but Casey got thrown right. into the middle of the pond. Well, yeah, let's hear Mr. Man's story. Well, and you'll see a, a theme with location managers. I don't. I haven't met anyone yet that's like, oh, yeah, I went to school. I wanted to be a location manager. It just it doesn't happen. You always get drug into it or you fall into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an art background, which is kind of, that's why I wanted to get in film because I love movies. And I thought, well, I can be a part of creating the look of it. So yeah. I just thought, Is well, that what your degree is in? Yeah. Is it in art? art? Yeah. Sculpture wow. is what I did back yeah. then. And uh, Mine as well, actually. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Graphic design and <laughs> yeah. advertising. Yeah. You guys have got and so, degrees. So, yeah. that's, so, why, that's, that's why we're cool. so awesome at yeah. making mm-hmm. maps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, th- yeah, that's kind of what got us into it. We love the creative side of it. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to get into it. i got to figure I'll run coffee. I'll do whatever for somebody. So I went and I interviewed... Uh, for Heaven's Rain, what was that, like 2008, 2009, something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere and uh, <clears throat> talked with the, the producer, and he, he's like, well, okay, well, we, we want to hire you, but uh, how would you like to do locations? I was just going to go be a PA. 
And I said, yeah, sure. What do I need to do? You know, I had no clue what it was. I, my first time ever on a film set, I didn't know anything about film. And so, yeah, just kind of got thrown in. Uh, now the producer, the line producer there was Peyton Dunham. So hmm. I kind of had a guardian angel hanging over me the whole time. That was the Peyton. big trick to my success. Sorry to interrupt. Peyton, Peyton <laughs> played a special role in all, all three, three of those mm-hmm. early. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So who is, who is Peyton? Let, let me start first. Sure. Okay. So um, <clears throat> way back in the day, again, again in Graymark, um, he came in to the fold as he's the Peyton's always out and about. Like he doesn't work in Oklahoma film. He's an Oklahoman that works in film. So he's always out working. And when I met him, he actually was coming on as a UPM on, um, I don't even remember the movie. It's a horror movie. But he came in as a UPM so he wasn't necessarily training me as locations but he was kind of giving me hints because it was still mm-hmm. very early in the stage to be honest I never got to train under anybody I've grown up in a vacuum I never have worked under a location manager to see how locations was done I just started off as a department head right. so I had to make it up as I go along which I just kind of took it as well I want to be a producer I want to be this so if this was my movie how would I do it and it logically just played out but Peyton came in as a UPM and gave me a lot of of instruction and a lot of help but he had his own job to give and then further down the line it, he's it, SP and he are, are really tight I love Peyton he there were really tight too but yeah. Peyton's more like a mentor because you guys actually Actually got to be in the trenches as location. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. I worked with him after I first met him. Well, and, well, what, and what's nice about Casey. the way Peyton works is he, he, I, I always imagine him as my little fairy godmother. Like, right when I would get to a point where I would think I was going to get stuck on something, he'd just pop up and say, Hey, uh, can you do this? <laughs> and it would be exactly what I needed at it's that like time. A bad, He's a just a plot uh, device. Yeah, So, I mean, I. Yeah looked like I did a great job the whole time but it was really because every time I was about to get bogged down or stuck he was right there he just somehow like he could see it and so I was able to learn from that without kind of going through a lot of the failure stage right it was rough and I got better as the show went on but uh, that was huge and then tell him about your second gig asshole Because yeah, that's a really easy beginning. Like just going for an interview and then right. Well, let's see. It was bringing up Bobby, wasn't it? Oh, I thought. When did Malik come into play? Oh, okay. So I I thought. I thought you were just like, hey, I want to be in the movie business. I'm going to go work on a Terrence Malik movie, and I'm over sitting going, you son of a bitch. You just got didn't didn't that well? But my actually timelines all screwed up. And for those at home, we've got these movies that we I don't remember. I don't remember. They blend together after a while. Have to rewind to go. And, and but, here's uh, another thing, about, especially about okay. locations, the sleep deprivation is insane. So oh my yes. our brains are fried. Well, we, we, we can't remember things anymore right. because we live off 36-hour like, cycles. Oh, so pick up back. Sorry. Well, Casey. before we actually go any further, let's. Talk, I, I want you guys to kind of explain what exactly a location manager is. Well, just okay. to just to clarify for the perfect so, layman who's just like, I don't know so the what they're thing, talking about. That's fair. Because the thing I think, that I always say, I say this to everybody, that I feel like half my job is telling people what my job is. The other half is telling people where not to park. <laughs> and so, yeah. So th- this I is say, I say we're day. half politician, half janitor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. But, but honestly, we're a glorified uh, event planner. Mm-hmm. A, oh, a, yeah. a party host, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the Concierge movie, at a hotel yeah. You guys are the true kings of the set. Someone's got to have the answer to that. Seriously, you know, we've been working with people on set in the trenches for 10 years, and they have no idea what we do. Um, It's so multifaceted. (laughs) Because you're you're not really on 
set necessarily. You're kind of like so much behind that's, the scenes. D- 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 and that's important the to distinguish the, bec- the difference between a locations department and a location manager. Because the fault, a lot of movies we work on, they don't have a high enough budget or they don't plan. So our department is one or two people. It really should be four to five people. It has yeah. to be. Because a movie operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You, even if you're working five days a week filming, that's almost worse than that's six days a week. Production. Because now you got trucks sitting there for two days somewhere. You've got a security guard. you got people wondering what's going on. And so a location manager is in charge of making sure what I call the bubble, what what is on set, the people making the movie that need it quiet and aliens could be taking over in the outside world, but they're <laughs> concentrating on the movie. Yeah. It's your job to make sure the bubble can operate at 100% efficiency throughout the 12 to 14 hours that they have to film. And anything they need, it's your job to make sure. It's your job to make sure it's quiet. It's your job to make sure there's no dogs around. It's your job to make sure there's no drunks walking up a set and asking what's going on. It's your job to make sure that the mayor's not pissed off at you. It's, it's your job to make sure that the cops are there to help you and not shut you down. Meanwhile, that's that the manager is in charge of... Prepping. Every people don't think about this. <laughs> On a movie, you can almost make a movie. Hey, our camera broke. Okay, well, p- p- let's get another camera. Let's get a, let's get an iPhone for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Hey, the actor's sick today. Okay, well, let's not do that scene. Let's get another scene, or let's get some sock puppets. If you don't have a location to film, yeah. it, it may be your grandma's living room or something. But if you don't have a physical place that is set in the physical realm of time and space you have nowhere to film right. you can't do it even if you say so I've joked for years that if I don't come to work nobody else gets to work yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so it's multifaceted in the sense that yes you're prepping the bubble and you have to make sure the bubble is running efficiently for that day but you're also prepping two weeks ahead of time where even the director or the AD may not know what's going to happen but you see where the scene is setting and you know it's going to require cops and you know by reading the scene that they're going to want to be out in the street well, you don't just get to go do that because you're movie people and you want to do that. The city wants to know what you're doing. So yeah. even if the movie doesn't know what they're doing two weeks ahead of time, you have to let the city know. So you're working in the present, you're working in the future, and then you're also working in the past. You're cleaning up the places you've already been. You're you're making sure that bills were paid and everybody's being treated properly. So you're, the, the locations department not, not, and the manager but is, is in a constant state of what's happening in the present, what's happening in the future, and what's happening in the past, right. and and also maintaining the relationships with the locations. That and, and, and that's yeah, another that's thing. The big it, that is our business. We don't we're salesmen, um, yeah. but we don't have a product. Uh, lots of times people say, "Well, we need this, we need this." You literally hit the streets and you literally start knocking on people's doors and asking if you can come to their house and take pictures. It's awkward. Is it often? And, pre- it's like and basically the product. Too. You, you're, Cold calls. I always say yeah. you're in the scouting process, in, in the development process. You're you're a scout. You're different. You're not managing yet. You need to have certain things in mind when you're scouting. Of yes, this is great for the movie. But where am I going to park all these effing trucks? Yeah. And where are people? Where are two hundred people going to poop after they've had <laughs> greasy bad catering that day? Um, right. So you're constantly balancing all these other things to to make it. But your business is these people. So. In, in the way we work, we don't have like a Clint Eastwood or Woody Allen or even Graymark anymore where you're working for the same producer. Chances are you're going to see that producer again. He's going to keep you working. It's the opposite for us. 
it's right. these locations I need to film at and I want to film at. These are beautiful. They're cool people. Oklahoma is great. This movie that I'm never going to see again, this producer that <laughs> I may never see again, yeah. unfortunately can't be the priority. It is. It's an equal. They're my boss. They've hired me to do the job and I respect that. But at the same time, there's a constant, okay, well, we, let's make sure that we take care of these. Whereas like... The, People we work with, they they they're from LA. They're like, I haven't filmed yeah. in LA in ten years. I've always felt you know like why? It's, it because you've been like running out, stopping circus. traffic. Yeah, you've yeah. been screwing but over. The, the circus stays here, but right. the bosses exactly. come. They're the ones who are traveling. The new people come in. You know, yeah. the, 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 the top management, the producers, the top you know two or three actors and and uh, the DP and usually an AD or something like that. They they all come in. And yeah, that's another one of those things. We're like you know what? So how often you have you had new, to deal you guys with are the new people? Yeah, know? like we don't know you guys. Yeah. Like like how often have you had to deal with producers who like don't really care more, more times more times way, than more, any of us have ever wanted yeah. to and you know yeah. we've got building on what Ty was saying is that we have the unique locations has a unique position of, of having one foot with the crew and the other foot with the public you know we yeah because you have to face the people again we have to advocate for both even mm. if even if we're, we're shooting in Bowlegs, you know, and we don't expect ever come is back that a to Bowlegs. is that a town it is yeah we have oh, a yeah. town called Bowlegs yeah. southeast part yes. of the state um I've scouted bullets and I've scouted uh, <laughs> both broken, literally broken and bow, broken arrow. I mean, all these places that are much further away than just central Oklahoma yeah. or from from Tulsa or from Lawton or any of the other hubs. But what you've got to do, even if I never expect to go shoot in Broken Bow again or in Cordell, um, I've got to be able to go back mm-hmm. there. Yeah, because you, you know, don't know what the future one, holds. You never know what next project is going to come in, you know, mm-hmm. or if. Uh, you may just need it for for a quick project or for a big project, but you need to be able to leave them to and and in, in, in a state of happiness and not just contentment but happy. Right. You know, if anything does break, God forbid, which it does, even though there these are professional crews that come in. What do you, what do, you do in that situation? Like, because that's actually one of my questions I have written down is like, if something breaks on set, like I remember we were shooting Toyota, and we were in this historical building, and one of the fixtures broke. And you looked pissed. <laughs> Wait, which, which was this one of the one of seven that exist in the world pictures? And now there are only uh, six. I don't. Or was that a different picture? Uh, different story. Was this a lamp? I think this might be a different. It was okay. like it was like a cabinet or something like that. Like a door fell off. Or oh, yeah. I think we probably put it out of our minds for a reason. No, I do. I know exactly. That was that was down. Uh, yeah, that was on. It was a very historic. Uh, location cabinet. Okay, can I can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, this comes into the theory of movies in general versus being a location manager versus my personal thing of Oklahoma film and us trying to build an industry. We're in this pupa stage right now. Right. Of of trying to do Oklahoma film. So as far as locations go, um, the thought of like doing a one off where we burn a location that is ex- the exact. It's not even a thought process for me. Right. This is yeah. this is you know we are the, when they when somebody becomes a location they mm-hmm. are part of our crew they are yeah. part of our family mm-hmm. it's not us versus the them or anything like that yeah. because ideally mm-hmm. I make it so beneficial for them that they won't mind doing it again or yeah. they actually look forward to doing it again so or sometimes they, they work on the, the crew like in the Masonic uh, Temple well like, and yeah. that's the thing as far as breaking things and things like that first and foremost you do everything 
everything yeah. Yeah. not to do that. When yeah. we when you Bubble come in, and when you come in to people, <laughs> yeah. and we tell them, we ideally you'll never know we were here, and that is not lip service. That's what we try and accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, but when something is broken, you fix it. You fix. And people say, ask what? What is it? Ask the people. The people ask forgiveness, ask for not, forgiveness not, permission. not permission. No, 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 no. Yeah. Don't ever no. say that. My don't say that to a location don't manager. Don't ever say that with an no. earshot. Yeah, not yeah. in front of our face. What we say, or at I've least heard what I say, say that is ask permission, pay for forgiveness. Yeah. That's what we do. And so if if there's minor things or major things like like physical things that are broken, you, we replace it. We I bring in a professional, like a woodworker or a concrete guy or whatever. We fix it and we put it back better than normal. Now this quandary that we're starting to encapsulate here in Oklahoma is, hey, we want to do this movie and we don't have enough money to do it, but we want to do a period piece. And so we need to have these historically accurate things. And yeah. the prop department, the art department's going, well, you gave me 32 cents. So I'm going to go to this museum and borrow this prop. Oh, and since God. you guys don't mm. know what the movie's about yet and you don't have a shot list or anything, we don't know what we're going to use this prop for, but you have to have it. And so now we've got these priceless art, historical. <laughs> artifacts in play right. that who cares what the stupid movie we're never going to see of a vampire using this yeah. artifact I feel like sometimes the mentality with above the liners that come here and it's kind of the same thing of like if you don't have the money to tip you don't have the money to go to a restaurant exactly <laughs> precisely yeah. nice if you don't have the money to fix the stuff that you break you don't have the money to make this movie but at the same time I mean, what, it, what, it, what it really costs is is carrying you know and, and it doesn't matter if it's a multi-million dollar film uh, or a student film, or a quote-unquote guerrilla film, um, mm. because it doesn't cost anything to ask permission. Right. It may cost a little bit for a permit. It may cost a little bit in time, in terms of time and preparation. But you know, if you're if you're just one of these people who considers himself a filmmaker, but in fact is more of a hobbyist because you're walking, up, you've always got a camera with you. And you've got to get you've, you've you've just seen the most beautiful sunset, and you've got to shoot a scene by the by the right. side of the road. Um, if if you've only got two nickels drubbed together, and that's what you are trying to get your buddies together to do and shoot something, as a producer, you're going to need to do the same job as a location manager because you wouldn't say... Yeah, there's always a location manager just because you you have to film on a location. So somebody in your team is doing location. Whether that's their title or not, someone is doing that. So where it comes... And one of the things that we have had to, when Ty said that we're... You know, working in the future, the, the present, or the past. Sometimes working in the past means that we're cleaning up after someone who'd shot in a place five years before. Because oh, wow. we've, we've knocked on businesses and, and homeowners and not knowing that anyone had ever shot there before. Mm-hmm. And then part of our introduction to these people is we find out, oh, well, X shot here five years ago and they didn't do X, Y, or Z and, right. and, and, and left without paying this or fixing this and stuff like that. And so that, you know, we start uphill, we start So behind. you have to heal the relationship. Right, you got to heal the relationship. <laughs> yeah. If it's even, you know, even if it's even fixable because there's been several times, not many, but a few times when they just go, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, um, so that is the time, nice thing about Oklahoma. We haven't burned all the bridges stunt. like they have in LA. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time, like, a lot of productions try. Every time yeah. someone pulls a gorilla stunt out there, uh, someone else has to pay for it. Another production yeah, right. winds up paying for it. Whether yeah. it's, oh, I'm just going to sweep this under the rug, literally, in some cases, and mm-hmm. hopefully no one will find out that we just broke this lamp or any other insert calamity here. You may think you get away with it. 
Right. But we as an industry itself, you know, some another production is going to pay for it down the road. Right. Um, right. So it's industry. not just inconsiderate for the owners of the location itself. Right. It's inconsiderate for the your fellow filmmakers. Exactly. You're for screwing over everybody. You might want to shoot in the same place for the same reasons you do. <laughs> when it comes down to, you know, the original question uh, is, you know, describe what we do, you know, in the barest sense. I mean, these are some of the smaller, not smaller, but some of the more refined or nuanced stuff. You know, the first time you get a phone call and... It, just like they're saying, hey, can we shoot Philadelphia and Oklahoma City? Can we make China? Can we do China? Oh, yeah, we've we done, yeah. Yeah, here, you know. We did Brazil. Uh, we did 1920s New York. We did, uh, we've done 19, it all. Yeah, 1920s. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about Oklahoma, um, you know, is that we do have such a varied topography. And we can do so much just within our state. The only thing we can't do are grand majestic mountaintops right. and long stretches but we, they of do sky replacement we have nice open blue sky for sky replacement you guys see uh, <laughs> yeah. the the mountains in the trailer for uh, for uh, monday at 11:01 a.m. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that. Uh, yeah, the giant mountains. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be such a train wreck of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but so we're talking, we're talking about scouting and like actual shooting. Can you guys walk the audience through the process? of your jobs because your jobs start way before sure. even Sometimes pre-production months starts. before yeah. Yeah. And, and usually by the time you know the rest of the crew gets together for the production meeting mm-hmm. um, for load-ins and Seth definitely by day one we've already been on the job for as long as we're probably going to shoot so we're all we're, our job's about halfway done by the yeah. time day one mm-hmm. of you guys are the stars. iceberg yeah, <laughs> I mean, under yeah. the water. <laughs> you know, especially for below the line, we, we definitely represent the big chunk of, of that yeah. below the line iceberg in as much as that the first call you get, whether it's you know, they've even decided to shoot here. Sometimes it starts even before the, they've even committed. You do an initial right. scout, you know, and they, they send you either a treatment or sometimes just a few pages or just a location breakdown. It's always different depending on, on the producer and the project. And they'll say, you know, we're looking to do downtown Philadelphia, present day, or we're looking for 1920s New York. Or we've got a film that is set completely in uh, Guatemala, Martian landscape. Guatemala and China, yeah. and we want to mm-hmm. film it here in Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, we can do it. So it just takes a matter of knowing the the state and i mean yeah. like i said we, we can do the pacific northwest in the eastern and northeastern part of the state you know we've got little sahara we're not going to be doing lawrence of arabia but we do have sand sand dunes we've mm-hmm. got our own uh rocky and mountainous terrains as far as the gloss mountains and uh down in uh quartz, Wichita, quartz mountains quartz, sorry, yeah, there yep. Uh, and there's kind of Hitchies too in the east. Right, kind mm-hmm. of so we've, got, yeah. we've got quite a few other options um, for those kinds of things. Kaimichi Mountains, which I was just reminding us of. And so, you know, so knowing where to look for sometimes, you know, requests that might seem off the bat when someone goes, hey, can we do that here? Or unless you can do this here, ha ha ha. No, actually we can. Yeah. You know, and then you can tell them, you know, especially with as uh, classic and old school um, as our downtowns, our small town main streets tend to be and mm-hmm. stuff. We can do right. a lot of period pieces. Um, so how long does the scouting process usually take? As long as they have the money for it. As long, yeah. <laughs> right. Here's because the you formula, are getting guys. paid for all if that, you're, right? If you're out there thinking and uh, are producing a movie or, God forbid, you're a big-time producer listening to us thinking about filming <laughs> in Oklahoma, the formula, this is just a basic general formula. What I've found throughout the years, six weeks. Six weeks. Yes. I, there's been so many times Mm-hmm. Where like this this coup de gras, this golden, this holy grail of, of a 
I need this. It's got to be this. It's got to be facing west. It's got to be made out of wood and blah, blah, blah. And so you're hunting for the specific thing. Right. No matter how, whether whether the movie's given us two weeks and we find this thing four weeks on the last day of filming, at six weeks, I don't know how it works, but every mm. time, right at six weeks, it's like, that's where we should have <laughs> filming. We right found there. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then but your clothes are ragged. But, and this is the thing that the, the, the three of us in this room and like Allison Navy, um, the, the people, you know, kind of the quote unquote legit location people that have been doing this for a long time, where we have a leg up is it is our job. So as opposed to in the olden days when somebody goes, I need this, this, or this, it's like, oh crap, I got to get mm-hmm. on Facebook. I got to get my car yeah. I'll Google Earth. Whereas us guys now anymore, it's like, oh, let, let, you know, yeah, let's go call up. homeboy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to so-and-so. And yeah. so much for me, and people make fun of me all the time. They're like, oh, we're going back to this place. I'm like, dude, like, I'm telling you, I'm sick of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just show this thing to people and they're like, holy crap, we're filming here. And so even yeah. though I'm lost in the, the monotony of it, it's these are still special special places to people yeah. that are highly congruent to film in so commercials you know commercials will come in hey kid we want to pay we're going to film next saturday it's monday afternoon we're going to film saturday and this is literal this mm-hmm. is like a commercial this is a music video it's Monday, and this weekend we want to film a prison rodeo. Five <laughs> oh, days. Oh, yeah. Five days. You're and about the Kings we messed of Leon up. We wanted to film in McAllister uh, prison, but we probably needed to talk to them about six months ago. So here I go, five days, and I'm just jogging in my brain. Going, Where have I been? Obviously, there's no prison rodeo set up. Yeah. Where have I been? What do I know? Lazy Arena. Um, there's a bar in Stillwater. There's this, this, and this. If I get art department and we start doing this, and in five days, we took tumbleweeds in Stillwater. Yeah. We ha- I had to convince production. We got to drive a little bit. We may have to put people in the hotels, but this is what we're doing. And our department came in and seriously, did. in 52 nonstop hours, they put up an acre and a half of 12 foot fence. <laughs> I, I found, because I had done other Westerns, I knew rodeo people. So we built the arena, we brought in bulls and we built this, but my experience is what enabled that. Yeah. If I had just been cold calling, that mm-hmm. never would have come into play. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are doing like, it's not just driving aimlessly around and networking. There's a lot of research mm, that goes into There's a lot of research, scouting. Make the best use of your time, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes it is luck. You know, when sometimes you, you just got to get lost yeah. on yeah. purpose. Yeah, when, yeah. But when I've ever you know, had a chance to train a PA or have someone else besides these two to work with, and they go, "Well, I need you to go find a, a farmhouse that looks like this." Yeah, and the silo needs to be on the south side because we want to see it. You know, the sun coming over, the, the blah blah blah, and then they go, well, "How am I going to find that?" And just exactly what Ty said, I go, "Go get lost." Yeah. What does that mean? Just go start looking. I mean, obviously, I'll turn on the ESP. It's like, okay, I'm at a stop Mm -hmm. sign. Right or left? Right or left? Hmm. (laughs) Let's go left. Yeah. And you just wait and say, okay, which way is the dust going? Okay, I'll follow that. And then you just kind of go see. And then if you've got your GPS on so that you know when you do realize, holy cow, that... Is, yeah. could be you know, exactly what I'm looking for. You make little notes. You know, you've uh, I kept a voice recorder at some point. You mm-hmm. know, I don't use that anymore because that was just as distracting as trying to write <laughs> on, my, on my pant leg or on the inside of my hand. Yeah. But you know, you just pull over and you make your notes. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's there's every job is a little bit different. Every day is different, and they, each job has its own set of challenges. Yeah, that's, that's the fun of working on a film well, set. That's, that's yeah. where the creativity no, yeah. comes in. That people don't realize how much creativity goes we into get, we location. Get, we get handled. Oh, yeah. stack of paper a stack of white paper with some black marks on it and then we've got to find the visual representation of those marks right, right. 
You know, they go, okay, and then, well, we want to shoot in a house. Okay, what kind of house? A big house, a small house? A big house, okay. Is it a two-story house? Is it a frame house? Is it a brick house? Is it an adobe style? Well, um, uh, a frame house. Okay, so, you know, two stories. Do we have a porch? I mean, all these yeah. different things. So you, you get them as many options as possible. And sometimes they go, I don't know, impress me. Oh, God. <laughs> you go, okay, great, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and then once that's you have impressed That's my favorite kind of direction. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to show them options yeah. to see what direction they're thinking because they don't know exactly, exactly. how to describe what they have in their mind sometimes you know, it, you know it, it does take you know showing them uh, a director at the same place but just driving <laughs> up to it a different way different time of day right. or, or whatever day, yeah all kinds of stuff and then you know those are the logistics of just getting what they want to capture on film the logistics the mm. sexy sexy part of locations Ty touched on earlier is where are you going to park where are you going to eat where are the extras going to sit where are the where crappers are you going to throw your go trash away? yeah where are the trash cans go yeah. where's everyone where, where's where's base camp going to be all these things that you go you know people that always think they can do your job because you know I, i'd love to do your job because i know where all these really pretty houses are that's right. great you know but that's <laughs> good also for kind of like, like a, you know knucklehead location scouting is that anyone can tell anyone can drive down the road and see hey that's a pretty house really yeah that is a pretty house but then does that pretty house have a place that the whole crew can park <laughs> right someplace close that maybe they can have lunch where we yeah. can park trucks you know so yeah, logistics is huge. anyone can tell you what a pretty building is or this would be great you know, doesn't mean that it's a good place to film. Yeah. You know, right. or how can you make that place a place to film? And, and that's part of what makes locations good training for being a producer as well is because oh God, for you're, you're having to think about so many different facets, yeah. not just needs of the crew, but like you're saying, you have to think about logistics. You have to build, maintain, and There's never have these lasting relationships. It's, yeah, right. it's so many it factors. It is the perfect training ground. Like, I feel like there's certain below-the-line positions that are perfect for Absolutely. the bigger Absolutely. positions. Mm-hmm. It's like being yeah. a catcher. You know, how many catchers have become managers in baseball? Good man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And why? What's the difference between a catcher and the rest of uh, the players on a baseball field? He's, he's seeing it everybody. all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's looking at everybody else in the field except for him. And so he gets to see what to do. And so locations yeah. has that same thing in common is that we see everything. We have to see everything. Right. We're, yeah, we're there. We're there from the beginning when it's just a director and a producer. They're calling locations in. So you have no input. You don't get to be creative or anything. But you're there as a fly on the wall in all these meetings from the first second. And mm-hmm. it's not all about locations. That's it, it's, it's, a, it's a melting pot of things. So you'll hear problems about casting or you'll hear a problem because the ad is like well this house is perfect it's a great location but so-and-so has to go to comic-con this weekend so (laughs) we can't film at this house or something like that so you're pretty or hey we found this vacant building and the production designer says he can make it be what we need it to be i found you four walls and a floor but But we're going to make it into what we need it to be but he can't get it ready until x date well that's the same because that scene where actor x it can't be here until yeah. X or has to leave. We lose them before right. they can ever. So, so you're learning all these complex. To do with just you guys are. House. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like I, I see you guys and the stuff that you're doing, and it's almost like you're hurting cats in a way. Oh, like, absolutely. Almost <laughs> yeah. equally as much as the producers are. Oh, gosh. But yeah. I'm curious as to, like, if you were going to speak directly to the crew base as a whole, what are some things that you would like for them to, for the general crew to consider while being on a set? 
I've been location manager for a long, long time. Then I switched over to AD and I see all these perspectives and I've even caught myself as an AD. I did something on a short <laughs> film where it's like, I did it and I turned around like, holy crap, if I was location manager, I would be kicking my ass right now. Yeah. Um, and so, I was doing location so now. <laughs> here's, here's the thing that and I just want to say, like, to people in yeah. general or even our homies that we've been working with forever, if you wouldn't do it to yourself, even if you do sit at home and you smoke cigarettes in your living room, and throw them on your floor <laughs> fine you You're do that garbage first of but all <laughs> these you know we are trying to like going back we're trying to build an industry we're fighting battles we're trying to get tax rebates you know we're trying to get the state to give us tax rebates and, and things like that i mean they have we're, we want to keep them and so understand that these people we're going to, we want to go there again. And they are our family. They are part of our crew. Yeah. They, they are providing a house or a truck or a farm the way you're providing a, a camera or something like that. So treat them with respect. Treat if Live by the golden rule. So many people's like, uh, there's no way I'd let you film at my house. Are you kidding me? Having a movie film at your house as <laughs> a location? I'm like, that's the wrong attitude. Yeah. Because you should allow people to film at your house. But the reason you don't want that is because you know deep down down you know you're a jackass and you're gonna throw your coke can in somebody's bush and you're gonna throw yeah. your cigarette butts around and stuff like that so my thing is stay with your job but understand that this is a process and specifically you mentioned something that reminded me earlier all these producers that come into town we have a boss we're, we're, we're mercenaries we're hired guns we have a different boss every time yeah Ronin. These people are our or clients. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> these people are our clients. And these people are representational of Oklahomans and who we are. And so treat them accordingly because they are helping us be who we want to be and yeah. have an industry that we want to be. So always be considerate that nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are, Gilly, yeah. as the boom op. Nobody knows who the director is half the time. And unless it's William H. Mason or something nobody knows who the producers are who they know is me and sp and casey that guy that came to them looked them eye in the eye and said i represent this movie mm -hmm. let me bring 150 of my jackass friends to your house yeah. and tear it up and they have confidence in us and they believe in us they don't know who the producers are they won't know who the producers are we are the figurehead we are the public figure unfortunately i don't want it to be that way but yeah. that's what people know so when as a crew member or my friends who are my good friends are doing something to hurt me i would appreciate it if they would stop doing that <laughs> right. i mean i'm gonna park, I'm gonna, I'm gonna park you as close to set as i can get you i promise right so if i'm asking you to park in a certain spot it's because i need you to park there and things like yeah. that that's you can only play so much god yeah right, right. <laughs> right. follow follow signs read the damn map and if you'll notice <laughs> don't, yeah. don't call me because you're lost and you didn't look at the map yeah there's yeah. And, and i promise you there's somebody sitting out there possibly well not now because i've been told we're not live but at some point, somebody may be listening to this going that son of a bitch hates me i he's parked me out by the by five blocks away you're right i was so pissed off at you i parked your ass as far away as i could yes case you know advice. exactly who we're talking to well yeah and just to kind of echo i mean we're, we're very like-minded on this and it it's really about respect. It's, you know, and, and for us, we have such a personal connection with these people who they aren't in the business. And that's something that filmmakers and people that work in the industry have to understand. 
these people aren't in the industry. They don't get it. Uh, for most of them, this is the first time they've ever seen a film set, and they're just in awe of what's going on. Right. They see 80 people running around, trucks full of equipment, all this insanity happening in their home or in their business or whatever it is. And for some of them, it's really scary. I mean, it yeah, is, I you know, because you, you, you can like, try. I just wanted to have a small party, but it turned into it, a kegger. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, you know, there have been so many times where we've been at a place and you try and prepare them as best you can to say, yeah. this is going to be big, just so you know, we're going to take care of you. But what they have in their mind, I mean, they might see a behind the scenes thing or, they, you know, they have a certain vision of it. It's always bigger than they think it is. Yeah. And so you have to understand, you know, you're coming into their world. Yeah. Right. You know, this is not your world. This is not your playground. These are not your toys. This is their life that you're right. invading. And so you have to have respect for that and to just understand that, you know, they're new to this. And how would you feel if this was happening to you? Yeah. And, you know, so, and, and I always say, you know, I think that everybody that works in film needs to spend at least one project in locations because oh, you I get that perspective. You start seeing how much of an impact you have on real world people. Yeah. And, you know, when you come, you, you're focused on your job, you're doing your job, you got to get it done. You know, the DP's yelling at the AC to, to do this or the, you know, all these guys, have their little jobs that they have to do and that's really important to get it done but just always keep in mind where you are is somebody who's not in the business and we want to we want to make it special for them yeah, yeah. and in whatever way and we not can a terrible and that's you know, it's moving I want to say two we quick things before SP goes because I'll yeah. forget because <laughs> my brain stop throwing cups with liquid in them in the trash can. Oh my gosh. I promise you within 20 feet you can dump your ice out or yeah. throw your liquid into the grass like or something then throw your cup away. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Throwing the, oh, come on. Juicy sacks. Like, Give me a break. I've seen a couple of times where there's like trash next to the trash can. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. It's like, hey, I, I realize our job is shit. So, <laughs> yes, I'll come dump your trash. But give me a heads up. Hey, Ty. Hey, ass face. Come over here and dump this trash <laughs> yeah. can. I need to throw my shit away. Yeah. But, and, and courtesy flush. Come on, folks. <laughs> Seriously, man. Oh, what was that? Especially dunk, girls. Don't drop girls, a deuce you are right next to Sam. in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm so sick of noodling for corn-eyed trout <laughs> so, so the carpet doesn't get wet. Oh, gosh. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Esme. Go ahead. On that note, the, you know, there's, you know, and when you're, as long as we're talking about trash, if you're gonna throw something away in a trash can, you know, just make sure there's a trash bag in it before you start throwing. <laughs> right, not just yeah. an empty trash Savages. can. <laughs> uh, follow signs. There's always gonna be a sign. Usually, it's a bright yellow sign. Yeah. You know, it's gonna tell you where you need to go. It's gonna tell you where not to go. It's going to tell you where you shouldn't be and where you, you know, should, where you're going to go next. Yeah. Read the damn map. Yeah. <laughs> don't think we don't see you walking past no food or drink with your cup of soup in your hand. Totally Trust me, that, that comes back. I am a, <laughs> I am a yeah, deviant son of a bitch. You'll never notice. Uh -huh. I may Spill. get you that day. I may get you 20 years from now, but I will get you. Yeah. I will find you we, we, and we, I will kill we've you. We've got time to find special parking for everybody. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then well, just park, park where we tell you, damn it. Yeah. 
and and that's it's for Everybody usually special. we always have a reason for it it's either to you know protect the location owner or we know that the shot is going to be in this place right so you can't park there you know there, there are reasons so yeah we're not trying to be mean well we this are is sometimes we're, 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 almost already, we're almost already into the first game which is uh which actually before we go into that first game i gotta say a word from our sponsors uh the Oki show show is brought to you by Brought to you by because when you don't have any real sponsors, just make some shit up. Yeah, buddy. What's <laughs> <laughs> so, return on investment? I'll kick you a couple of bucks for this show. Doesn't brought to you by? Don't they make that egg McGuffin? I mean, yes, to be yeah, fair, I can't McGuffin. think of a more boring topic than locations. I mean, people it may hear us, but and they're going. Talk, Screw I think it's man. We could talk for two more hours. Oh, yeah, this could it. be like John Stewart. Well, we the things that we've seen. Web. Well, we're still talking locations, but we're going to play a game called World's Worst and. Basically, the way this is, this works is that the first thing that pops in your head, you just say it. And uh, so it's the world's worst something. Okay. So this first one is world's worst things. World's worst things to say to locations. I'm too tired. I haven't got enough sleep. I'm at my 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. For, it, it, as opposed to y'all's like 22. Yes. yes. I, I pray for 14 to 18 hour days. I'm not kidding. If my paycheck says, if my pay tub says 90 hours, I'm so happy. That's a good <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, we can just uh, put a PA out here with a vest to, uh, to be able to close this street down, right? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We can just, this, this highway, we can just stop yeah. people, you know, as we need <laughs> right? Three points for that one. Right. Yeah. No food or drinks. Like, Does coffee count? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we, we don't have to ask permission. Let's just go ahead and do it. No, <laughs> no one's going to get... Who's going to know? Who's going to yeah. know? How are they going to tell? Yeah, <laughs> just, just go do it real quick. Yeah. Just go do, do it, it real quick. It's, no. no. <laughs> you haven't been able to do anything real quick for nine days. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. World's worst thing to do on a set. Hold up production. You are the reason that you aren't filming for some reason. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's it. Changing out batteries or something, that's that has to do with it. But if you're over if you're over playing on a YouTube video and I'm calling right. yeah, for yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's your fault. Uh, every single time that I do wind up wandering by set as opposed to taking care of some other thing or putting out a fire, I will invariably have to cough. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's always <laughs> the moment I get behind a video action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, How about don't play the million dollar piano signed by Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a story there. Yeah, no, there we, is. Had, we had a line producer years ago that text got of a very uh, very nice home, very Tony home, but it had very nice decorations in it and a piano in the grand entryway that was signed by Sir Elton John. Right. And this uh, producer just sat down and put their Starbucks mm-hmm. on it. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Uh, and then later... While, while, while checking their phone to be able to make sure to do very important stuff. And yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, they paid a million dollars at an auction for that. Yes, they did. No, I, yeah, but that, and yeah. then wow. we had another crew member during the shoot that went over and started playing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, wow. it's just... So don't play Elton Guys. John's piano. Right. Well, you know, just uh, don't be stupid. You're nobody, kid. Yeah. You're nobody. <laughs> right. I'm nobody. You're nobody. <laughs> okay. Each location manager has a kit, a sign kit that we yeah. put signs on the fly. I have the this thickest section in in our <laughs> shared collective sign kit is just a single piece of paper, but we've got five hundred of them at a time that have very plainly in small letters. But you can't miss it, and it just says no. And we put them, <laughs> yes. we put them on 
everything. You've seen it. When we go to the Sonic Temple, they're just it's just littered with yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. That, then there's a smart ass that comes in and turns them upside down, so it says on. on. <laughs> yeah, always. Okay, world's worst things to bring to the set. Uh, your significant other or your friend that has nothing yeah. to do with the movie. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. It's need to know only. It's a family. You don't get to be your there. kids. Yeah. Your kids. Your kids, yeah. you know, especially if they've never been to a set. It's nice. It's fun. I, my own daughter's come and visited me, you know, but it's with warning. and, and, and that's that's a, a, Set visits are different. Set yeah. visits yeah. are different, but, but just Why do you general. get a set visit? You, you're somebody important, whereas like a cop that I'm paying to be oh, on, like on ITC brings like his girlfriend or an extra. Yeah. 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 Oof. yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to take a different tack. Your novel that you're in the middle of. Because <laughs> there's always something to do. You don't have time, guys. I've yeah. seen a lot of PAs <laughs> yes. kicking over in the back, reading. Yeah. Wrong, wrong way to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not working, it's because you're not you're not good at your job. Right. Yeah. My favorite is the uh, the random just like walker on the street who's got a great script idea. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yes. We've got a special file of those, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll make sure... Your director, who yeah. happens to be famous, gets this, right? And that's yeah, a, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to waste any time, but that's another thing about locations. We are the buffer to that. Like, oh, you I guys need, have to deal with I that. I need an oh, assistant. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. see somebody walking up, people are like, dude, come, guys coming up, go intercept them. So you got to sit there. And I enjoy talking to people. I love talking to people. Yeah. But that is our job. And I never thought of that. Yeah, it's, you it's guys horrible. have to deal with We're all those people. And, and, you know, meanwhile, you got a DP trying to get a door unlocked two blocks away. And, you, you know, it's... <laughs> that we never looked at or talked about or anything like that. And, all right, we're going to move on to a, a for real game. Wait, did I win? Who? I, uh, yes. I, no, oh, okay. we, we all won. Oh, okay. We all won. I, we're all I, I felt guys. like we I did. love each yes. and every one. Everyone wins. Us. This is America. <laughs> yes. Everyone wins. So this is a game called Gibberish Experts. And the way this works mm. is that SP is from the foreign island of Dingleberry, and he's mm. accompanied by his translator, uh, Ty. Sweet. Yeah. So SP is the uh, is the expert in lawn massages being interviewed on the news. So by Casey. Casey. Casey is the reporter speaking yes. English. Yes. I am the middleman translating Dingleberryan back and forth. <laughs> so this is gibberish expert in three, two, one. So, Sir Dinglebert, you, I hear, are an expert in lawn massages. Can you just tell us a little bit about what your business is like and how did you get started? Money. It started off when I was a kid, and my uncle taught me how to do lawn massages. So, so lawn massaging. How? Tell me about the process. How do you massage a lawn? <laughs> It's pretty much just rubbing people while they lay down on the grass. Oh, see, I thought you actually... Like my was... uncle used to do to me when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just translating, folks. <laughs> so are you using the people to massage the grass? Is is that the process? People take the grass on people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? It's it's the actual massaging of the grass with human bodies. 
so is there uh, does their clothing play a part in this or or is nude massage is he doesn't even need translation there he says no the clothing gets in the way it's the essential oils of the body and the body hair that really reacts with the grass and the uh, well it depends (laughs) these are all you guys can't see this these are all hand motions folks but what he's saying is (laughs) that grass responds to certain type of allergens within the skin and the hair products and so Certain types of people are better for certain types of grass. Yeah. Wow, fascinating. <laughs> you don't know the half of it, buddy. Now, do you massage your own lawn at home? That's not your business, but let's just say my lawn massages me. <laughs> yes. And that was gibberish, actually. <laughs> any any uh, <laughs> resemblance? Any resemblance to any? I'm a little rusty on my Dingleberryan, but you certainly have uh, anyone that we may have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really unfortunate that you could not see SP portraying that. Yes. Oh, that was great. Well, um, wow. tell everybody where we can find you on social media. And oh man, you can't. <laughs> you you uh, get in touch with me through SP and Casey. No. <laughs> Uh, my um, Facebook is yeah, SP Facebook. Eaton. Uh, Twitter at SP Eaton, E A T O N. Uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, email me. I think it's S- safe to say you can pretty much catch Casey at any coffee shop at any time from the hours of 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> it seems like. I, I, I go occasionally. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty much online either under Crowdus or Quiet Sight. Quiet Sight. So. Yes. And then you guys are all three on the Oklahoma Film and Music Database as well. That is, yes. Yeah. 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 We're on the, well, yeah. thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank and you, having brother. Fun. Yeah, yeah, just chilling. Good stuff. So, uh, and you guys can find oh, the Okie Show Show online at Oki, on Twitter at Okie Show Show, Instagram at Okie Show Show, and then, of course, on the Facebook page and on prairiedogpictures.com slash blog. If you have an event, an announcement, anything you'd like me to say that's just weird and off the wall in the intro, be sure to message me on Facebook or email me at brian at prairiedogpictures.com and I will probably do it on the intro sir support Oklahoma film people keep it in the state yeah. bam that's a perfect way to end this show thank you, you guys for tuning in burrito. see y'all next week enjoy your burrito everybody all together enjoy your burrito the Okie Show Show is a mostly harmless media podcast recorded at Tower Studios in Oklahoma City Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you're a business or industry professional that would like to advertise on the podcast, email info at okishowshow.com. Rates starting as low as $25.